Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday, October 28th. I hope that, uh, again, your week's going well. As we're getting close to the end of October, uh, the markets seem to be doing well. We'll talk about that more uh, when we get ready to uh, talk to Dave here in just a few minutes. Today, we got unemployment numbers. We're going to have the first reading of the GDP. So a lot of things coming out this morning uh, when we talk to Dave. Remember, though, that there's only one thing that any of us can control within our portfolios, and that's risk. That's why we help develop our core retirement design to help design the retirement you always dreamed of by looking at risk and making sure that it matches up properly with your risk tolerance. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And with that, uh, we've got Dave coming up next. Light FM, Capital Cities, and Morning Dave, it's 841 now, 19 here before 9. Let's see what's going on on Wall Street this morning with your IRA and your 401k. We kind of took a pause yesterday based upon what I'm seeing, see if we can get back on the winning track this morning. Let's check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services and see what his take is on things today. Philip, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing well today, Dave. I hope you are too. Yeah, yesterday was kind of, a, I would say, a mixed bag, but nothing. I mean, the Dow was a little bit uh, worse than what people would have expected, but uh, otherwise, not too bad. I was going to say, well, I mean, you know, basically the, the, the S&P was down 23, the NASDAQ actually went up by 12 cents, and the Dow was off 266, and I'm wondering because it was about 10 in the morning that uh, Schumer and the Democrats said, we think we might even have a deal on this great big spending spree by the end of the day. There was a big need downward on the blue chips about 10 o'clock in the morning. And I'm wondering if that was a Wall Street reaction to the uh, prospect of seeing a few trillion dollars pumped into the economy that some economists are saying we don't really need at the moment. Uh, it's a good possibility. I mean, it doesn't take much these days to, uh, to move the needle. Uh, yeah, it sounds that way. And speaking of moving the needle, one of the things that kind of surprised both of us before we went on the air, uh, the government data dump for the morning doesn't seem to be changing the meter needle all that much because we got some unpleasant surprises and we've got some really pleasant surprises. Lead on the pleasant surprise are our usual Thursday first-time jobless claims. It was a new pandemic low, 281,000 first-time jobless claims. They were expecting 289, which would have been a nice decrease, but 280 is the lowest we've seen since the bugs started biting us last spring. That's got to make people happy. I think so. And that's it's, it's about 10,000 lower than what it was uh, last month as well, or last week as well. So, so yes, yeah, so I think that's good. Uh, but we're still seeing, you know, from, a, from an employment standpoint, we're still not seeing, um, you know, employees really going back to work the way we'd like to. It's going to be really interesting when we get the actual job creation count next uh, Friday. Of, as we get to about the 5th of November, uh, see exactly what we're ending up doing because they, they've tried just about everything. Cut off the unemployment benefits, to, you know, try to force the, way, the minimum wage up, let the market drive the minimum wage up. And we're still sitting there with people just aren't going back to work. Well, that's right. And I'm not sure what it's going to take to get that to happen. But uh, that uh, once that does happen... I got to think, Dave, that's going to be a real boom for our economy. 
I do have to believe that. The other figures that came out, I'll say on the pleasant surprise side, government says that the uh, personal consumption expenditure uh, inflation rate moderated a little bit in the uh, last quarter. Uh, it was expected to be 4.5%. That's exactly where it was, but that was a moderation because uh, you and I were talking about a 6.1% unemployment rate, or a uh, 6.1% inflation rate on the PCE inflation last quarter. So 45 well, still too high is at the very least an improvement, but we're still spending money. They expected us to increase the amount of money we spent last quarter by about nine-tenths of a percent. We spent 1.6% more, so that's all good news. And then we get to the gross domestic product, our first blush on last quarter's GDP, and everybody kind of goes, oh, spit, right? That's right. It was um, a little less than uh, what we had anticipated. Uh, the expectation was that our GDP would be about 2.8%, and it came up short uh, at 2%. So that's, uh, in terms of growth, that's a, that's a pretty big miss. Um, if you take that over four quarters, then and then we'll have to see kind of, I mean, again, this is the first reading, right? So things can change as they get more and more data in that, that kind of confirms or, or changes that number. Next month, we'll get another read on what the GDP really looks like. Absolutely. My initial thought while we were noodling it through on the phone before we went on the air, because the markets don't seem to be responding to it negatively, was that that was kind of that quarter was kind of smack dab in the middle of the uh, Delta variant panic. A lot of things were shutting down. We were doing a whole lot out on the West Coast, as you discovered out there. They were they were pretty much making it darn near impossible to spend money for a little while in there. I'm wondering if investors are just kind of taking this quarter, this past quarter as as a data point and kind of an aberration instead of an indication that we're in trouble. And that very well could be. I mean, you look at the other two quarters and then you look at this one. And so you got to take them all in perspective to determine what it looks like. And then you also got to look at current numbers, right? What are the current numbers looking like? Um, Especially like personal consumption spending. That's an important number. What are people spending? What's income look like? And so all that will factor into what the markets think. Absolutely. And the expenditure numbers were a pleasant surprise. So I think maybe we might be blowing off that GDP first glance. Uh, The other things that might affect money today, the European Central Bank is about ready to make their interest rate decision as to whether or not they want to keep tapering back, uh, raise interest rates or whatever they want to do. We'll find out about that probably over the next few minutes. That could affect the overseas markets and then by association us. But for the moment, we're doing earnings season, and probably one of the stocks that's been beat up most ever since the automotive crisis of 12 years ago is Ford. They're suddenly looking pretty pretty nice to the market at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, Ford really had a good quarter, Dave. They, uh, they beat by a, a substantial amount, came in at 51 cents a share compared to 27 cents that was expected. They raised their full-year guidance because of some strong demand, even though inventory is an issue, right? Because of the chip yeah. shortage, so uh, but uh, revenue was up. Just um, a good good news for them across the board. And if we look at their uh, their stock price this morning, they're up nine percent. Um, so that's uh, that's a pretty good jump for them. Wow, I had them at eight on my delayed quotes, so they're trending upward even as we speak. That's right. And at this point, they would open by a couple cents uh, at a new fifty-two week high. 
good news and when we see especially when we look at all the legendary problems that the manufacturers are having with chip shortages that one of the automotive manufacturers is doing well even that's you know that that, that that's undoubtedly the best news of the morning from my standpoint so far yeah the, the other thing i was reading an article last night i about forgot about this is the other thing ford did is they reinstituted their dividend before GM did. GM hasn't done that yet. So Ford has reinstituted for this quarter their dividend. They're going to pay 10 cents a share, um, I think December 1st or somewhere around there, for people that own the stock on somewhere around November 19th, I think, they're going to pay 10 cents a share. About $400 million a quarter is what that will be attuned to. And that's pretty good ROI, too, because the stock is only $16.75 or so. So that's actually a pretty nice size yield on the dividend, too. And it really is. I think that's probably helping them some this morning as well. Well, you know, you get a good report. You might as well add some fuel to the fire and declare a dividend and really make the gain big, right? That's right. You know, and, and before your competitors did. Mm-hmm. Other indications out of earnings season you found? So we've got a couple of things. We've got Comcast reported. Um, they uh, they beat by 12 cents a share revenue ahead of forecast. Um, their revenue grew in cable and broadband. Uh, so they were uh, a benefactor of all that. They're up almost 3% this morning. If we look at the construction industry, Caterpillar, um, mm. which, they, you know, Caterpillar, the construction plays a big uh, role for them. Um, and they uh, they had a good quarter, beat on both top and bottom line. Uh, came in uh, over 40 cents, better than expected. Again, uh, crediting the construction industry for this big boom, up almost 1.6% this morning. The uh, I got two mattress companies. I found that kind of interesting. We have uh, how, how are we sleeping lately? <laughs> hey, Temper Sealy, they reported, um, and they again they beat on both uh, the, the earnings and revenue. Now, they, they credit their revenue increase to strong sales on their international markets. Uh, we're helping them uh, substantially. So that was um, some good news uh, for them. And they're trading up this morning. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They've gone down this morning. Uh, they're down about six-tenths of a percent right now. Well, uh, somebody got out of the wrong side of the bed. That's right. That's right. But let's contrast that to sleep number. And sleep number bed, they really uh, kind of blew it out of the water. They uh, they they beat by about eighty cents a share. Came in at two dollars and twenty two cents, um, well above estimates. Revenue easily beating the forecast too, and uh, they raised uh, you know their their full year guidance a little bit. So contrast this to Temper Sealy, they're up six point eight percent. Um, That's kind so, of interesting. If I if I remember vaguely, I think they were one of the stocks that had a real rough patch last quarter, or maybe the one before that. So that's a nice recovery for a sleep number too. They did. I was going to mention that that the last quarter they they were having some issues. They they missed on a couple of their key indicators, and so it's nice to see them bounce back. Still nowhere close to their fifty-two week high, but hey, it's not a cheap stock at ninety-five dollars a share. Understood. Other good indications. We got a time for a couple more. All right, so we've got Merck, uh, the uh, pharmaceutical company. Uh, they beat by twenty cents a share. Revenue ahead of estimates as well, benefiting from uh, vaccine sales and cancer drugs. 
uh, were their two main things, up one and a half percent this morning. And let's close out with a dinosaur. Mm. eBay. <laughs> My favorite high-tech dinosaur. <laughs> hey, they did beat, though, Dave. They beat by one cent a share, came in at 90 cents. Uh, revenue top forecast as well. However, um, they gave weaker-than-expected guidance for this current quarter. And so they're taking it on the chin this morning, down 4.5%. Well, they would have done better if they hadn't had to give me my money back on something somebody sold me and never shipped it. <laughs> well, it was hey, my... that's right. You you did it all, <laughs> didn't you? It was all my fault. Now, I've got a sneaking hunch tomorrow morning we're going to be talking about Amazon and Apple a lot because they released their report right after the market closes tonight. Fair guess? That absolutely is. That's what will be the headlines tomorrow for sure. Gotcha. Reset the table. It was marginal on the other two big indexes yesterday. Dow was really the only loser. It lost three quarters of a percent. Uh, but we're looking at kind of a turnaround this morning, it looks like. 45 minutes early. How are we doing, Philip? We are. We do have some green ink. Uh, not as much as it was this morning earlier, but, but it is still nice and green. So we've got the Dow up almost two-tenths of a percent. We've got the S&P 500 up almost three-tenths of a percent, and then the NASDAQ's up almost a half a percent. So everything's definitely heading the right direction. Uh, we do have some uh, red ink over on the commodity side, though, Dave. we got uh, silver down a quarter of a percent. Uh, uh, gold is, uh, man, it's just barely over $1,800. It's, it's up less than a tenth of a percent right now, uh, but at $1,820 an ounce. And then crude oil heading down, which we like that one going down, Dave, 1.3% at $81.62. And I noticed gas is down about, oh, 12 cents a gallon right now. Well, that's good luck because I'm down to about 75 miles to empty and I need to fill up today. <laughs> good timing, Dave. Uh, overseas markets, the Asian rim was off by a little bit this morning at the close. I wonder if Europe got their interest rate decision and don't like it because the European markets just pretty much turned all negative, not by a lot, but like a quarter of a percent. Sounds to me like somebody doesn't like what they heard over in Europe. Uh, Philip, somebody needs help in terms of figuring out how to take the risk out of their retirement fund or if they're young enough where the opportunities are to grow that fund. That sometimes takes a, a, a neutral pair of eyes to find the openings. How do I find you to find those eyes? Absolutely, Dave. Hey, folks, can give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule our trademark core retirement design process that we can walk through to make sure that the risk they have in their portfolio matches up with the risks that they need to have in their portfolio and establish the combination together. Uh, check out our website, statlerfinancial.com, and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and I guess 11.30 this week, and 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 7.30, and you can also find us on 95.3 FM. That'd be right. And again, tomorrow morning here, same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then. All right, buddy. You have a great day. Thank you much. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us. Remember, we're out there almost every day. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, or you can listen to us live every single day somewhere on the radio. I hope you'll tune in again tomorrow. Take care. Until then. Bye now.